I really do try whenever I'm doing a live file, whenever I'm tweeting during a game, whatever, to, to not sensationalize anything. You know, like if something's bad, I'll call it bad. If something's good, I'll call it good. But for the most part, you know, run that, that reporter, you know, <laughs> that reporter objectivity, non-biased lane. But on Thursday afternoon, instinctively, I, it was just like one of those came into my head, have to put it out there in the world. I tweeted out that the Will Craig defensive mishap was the worst play in Pittsburgh Pirates history. And you can talk about Jose Lean's error in 92 or Bonds' throw or the wild pitch in 72 or whatever. There are two runners on third base. There are a lot of them. There are a lot to choose from. But, yeah, that is that is the worst play in Pittsburgh Pirates history. And we're going to talk about why. Good morning or good evening, depending on whenever this gets up. It's a little weird because we we uh, relinquished the spot for the day because of Penguins for, for obvious reasons. So it's not the normal Thursday morning spot. But I hope you're doing well whenever you are listening to this. This is the podcast to be named later here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. My name is Alex Dumpf. On Thursday, the Pirates lost by two runs. And we could all figure out where the two runs they lost by came from. Will Craig was juked. He was baited by Javier Baez into a situation where Baez basically convinced him that he had to tag him instead of just touching the base to end the inning. It was the first time ever there was a player in a rundown between first and home. And you know what? Credit to Baez. He, he can't, even if it's a .0001% chance of that happening, it worked. It was two runs, and it got the Cubs a win, and it got the Cubs back in the first place. The Pirates, on the other hand, I guess we'll call this a teachable moment. I don't know exactly how much you could teach there besides know how many outs there are, or don't try to tag the guy or don't throw the ball towards home, or if you're going to try to throw the ball towards home to get the runner who's trying to get home, you probably could have just tagged him, as, as a commenter on the site pointed out in the comment section of, of the main file. It was, it was probably the worst play in Pittsburgh Pirates history. And while a lot of the blame, most, almost all of the blame, could go to Will Craig for absolutely just fumbling a, a mental brain fart he isn't it's not 100 percent it's not all one person because here's the deal you know what michael perez should have been doing during that play he should have had both his arms up in the air pointing to first base saying just go back there tyler anderson should have just done the same and you know what Tyler Anderson, you could call it jarry talk, you know, <laughs> after the fact. But Anderson said, that's on every single one of us, too. And it kind of is. Unless your name is Brian Reynolds or Ben Gamble, who are out in left and center field, you could have done something there. 
I feel kind of weird putting any blame on Gregory Polanco because Polanco saw a situation where Adam Frazier wasn't covering first base. Baez is breaking towards first. You get him at first, you save the run. Maybe he had poor decision making on his part to actually go for it. He tries to cover first base. He tries to make a play in that situation. Frazier, I can't. How much blame can you actually put on the guy for for not breaking towards first base whenever he's seeing this going on? It's the same way with Anderson. Anderson had you can look at the gif that I made, like his glove and hand are in the air. Like, what's actually going on here? But nobody's communicating to him. Don't do this. Like people say it's it was a little league play, but that's not true. Because if you go to a little league game and you see that, you know what you're gonna see? You're going to see 15 parents screaming, pointing at the kid like, just touch first base, just touch first base. Nobody on the Pirates did that. And yeah, I, I, can, I can understand you're so dumbfounded by the sequence of events that's going on that it's not clicking to your head to scream at, well, Craig, no, go do the thing that every first baseman in baseball history has done. But it's it's... You could have done something. We've tried nothing, and nothing's worked. We're all out of ideas. That was the worst play in Pirates history. Just from like a... Not worst as in it's the most catastrophic to a season. Not worst as in... Oh man, every, the wheels are coming off. But just worst in absence of good. There, this absence of good. Like the pitch was out of the strike zone. Eric Gonzalez's throw was high or away. Pulled Will Craig off the base. Will Craig just completely forgot the basic tenets of playing first base. Michael Perez throws to Adam Frazier, who is well out of, well behind the play. Even if it was a good throw, he wasn't going to get by as a first base. Gregory Polanco turns that one base into two base, and you know what? If it didn't nick off Frazier's glove. That might have been a little league home run. Because Polanco, I, I put it in the one gif angle. He was really not in position for that throw. Like if Frazier didn't get a piece of his glove on that ball, that ball would have rolled to the wall. Reynolds would have gotten to that ball first. And who knows really what Brian Reynolds and Ben Gamble were doing. You know what, if, if you're Brian Reynolds and you see that play, you're like, yeah, nothing's going to come my way here. Except it did. That's just like an absence of good where we could dissect every single part of it. I literally dissected every single part of it in The Gamer. Go read that if you haven't already. It surprisingly became one of my favorite ones of the year. I think I'm going to reflect and think, yeah, it was one of my favorite ones. Even though the play was so unbelievably bad, but... I, I hadn't done one of those before where it's like, let's actually don't, we're going to write a thousand words about a singular play and we're going to get quotes from five people on it. That was fun in that regard. It wasn't fun, you know, as in, oh man, the Pirates just completely blew it and now they're on a six game losing streak. They, <laughs> they played these Cubs hard and I, I have said many times that I do not think the Cubs are a good team. This is not a particularly good Cubs team. Take it for what it is. So, yeah, 
they swept the Pirates. They've played 12 games against the Pirates right now, and they're, what, in a share first place at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, let's see what they do whenever they have to play more of the big boys across the league. They're doing well this month. I'm not convinced the Cubs are really going to be division champions right now. I still think it's going to be the Cardinals or the Brewers or or maybe the Reds if they, they're so streaky. If they, just, if they just stay hot at the end of the year, I guess. Maybe. But I doubt it's them. I think it's going to be the Brewers or the Cardinals. I don't even know if the Cubs are going to make the playoffs. That's impo- That's not important. I'm, I'm just rambling at this point because I don't know how much there actually is to say about that Will Craig play. It might end up being Will Craig's legacy here in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's, it's a bad play by a rookie who's up here because two first basemen are injured. Both of them are going to start running the bases this weekend. They're getting close. There isn't an official timetable yet, but running the bases is one of the last things you got to do whenever you're coming back from a hamstring or groin injury. They're close. And Will Craig is probably going to be optioned back to the minors. And I can't imagine that the Pirates would hesitate that long to open up the roster spot, take him off the roster again if they need a roster spot. They did it this offseason. They really only did it this time because... They are out of first baseman. I don't think there's anything to say that it won't happen again. So yeah, Will Craig made a bad play. The worst in Pirates history. He's up here for a little longer. Maybe he has a chance to make sure that's not his entire legacy with the team. We're going to take a break. Whenever we come back, let's take a look at some of the other starting pitching options. And if this spot start system is really working. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later. My name is Alex Stumpf. For the second segment, I want to talk starting pitching. Especially the young starting pitching. Because that's that's what's going to matter, crossing the finish line of this season, whenever we get to August and September. Because Tyler Anderson probably is going to get traded. I know, you know, Gerard wrote about this, you know, a little bit of the bloom is off the rose, he's been hit hard the last couple starts, but Tyler Anderson is an inning eater. And someone's going to value that at the trade deadline. you got to get a prospect back. I don't think Trevor Cahill is going to run, run the season in the rotation either. And Chad Cool is someone who, also at the trade deadline, should draw some interest. Bring back Brault, okay, but that's at least a couple spots in this rotation. That should be fairly opened up. We've seen Will Crow get an extended look in the major leagues, and he just looked bad Wednesday. It was the first time that Will Crow just looked bad in the majors. He just didn't have his stuff, couldn't control it. Bad outing. Okay? Flush it. It is what it is. Miguel Yajure. <laughs> it's tough for me to go to po- go a podcast without mentioning him sometimes. But Miguel Yajure 
that last major league start was terrific. And he probably is ready for the major leagues. They have him in AAA. They're working on some things with his lower half. It's it's a matter of when. That was Joel Hanrahan's words to me. It's a matter of when. Okay. Cody Ponce. Someone who... I, I appreciate that Shelton gave Ponce a chance to get out of that fifth inning. Tuesday night. And yeah, it ended up being a game-winning hit by Anthony Rizzo. But you know what? That wasn't a well-struck ball. And it was where Cody Ponce wanted to put it. Even though he gave up the game-winning hit there with it on the line, I think in the grand scheme of things, you're like, okay, dude executed his pitch, put it where he wanted, got the weak ground ball that they were searching for. It just found the one spot in the infield that I could get through. All right. Tip your cap. Still an encouraging outing for Cody Ponce. I mean, what else was the other problem? Like, he gave up a home run on a pitch that wasn't even in the strike zone. Not even really that close to the strike zone. So, okay. These guys might not be part of that next big pitching wave. Or, I'll, I'll say Crow and Ponce, because I think Yohure is going to stick in the rotation for years to come. Crow and Ponce are in that tier where they could be back end of the rotation starters. They could be back end of the rotation starters in 2022 and then be moved into the bullpen. They could just be moved into the bullpen. They're in that, that weird purgatory type of deal of like, is this guy a fifth starter? Is he a fourth starter? Is he a long man? Can we maybe just have him emphasize one or two pitches and, you know, make him work as, you know, either a long guy out of the bullpen, a multi-inning guy, maybe a single-inning guy, you know, gas it up, see if he can hit 95, 96 consistently. There are different options. There are different options with them. And the parts have been sure to give them looks. Will Crow has had a steady spot in rotation while Chad Cole has been on the injured list. Yohure and Ponce, it hasn't been. It hasn't been that case. Yohure has made two spot starts, and Cody Ponce made a spot start on Tuesday It after making three last year. How much can we really gauge off single starts? Again, it's a matter of when. I, I do believe that Ponce will be in the Major League rotation at the end of the year. And it's basically been guaranteed that all things go well with Miguel Yohure. He's going to be in that too. It's a matter of when with Yohure. I think there's something to be said, though, for the Will Crow approach. Where Will Crow has had opportunities to stick in the rotation, to go through those between-start routines. Something that Yohari and Ponce really haven't been afforded in the major leagues yet. And I think for the most part, it's served Crow well. Yeah, bad outing Wednesday. It's the first really bad outing that he's had. All the other ones, even at his worst, he's kept the Pirates in the ballgame. I think he's grown as a pitcher this year. And you know what? Maybe the answer isn't that he's a starting pitcher long term. Maybe it is. Maybe they view him differently out after all of this. 
whenever it's all said and done at the end of the season. And he's had that look in the rotation. And like, you know what? I think we're probably better off going with Crow out of the bullpen. Or maybe they think, you know what? We saw something out of Crow in those starts. Let's keep him in the rotation. And you know what? We're going to look, we're going to reflect on these first handful of starts of Will Crow this year. And we're going to compare it to the end and how he. He's improved how he's, you know, working with his pitches, working with his stuff. That's good. I would like to see, especially Ponce, more than anyone. Because Yohure is a done deal. He's going to be part of the rotation going forward. I would like to see Cody Ponce get this same opportunity that Will Crow is getting. Because Ponce has some good stuff. It's He's got three good fastballs. He's got the... Four-seamer, he's got the two-seamer, he's got the cutter, which basically works like a slider. It's good stuff. He throws it hard. He has a curveball that can spin whenever he wants it to. It's... There are pieces there. But whenever the Pirates had acquired him, he had transitioned into... Milwaukee's bullpen, and actually not even Milwaukee's bullpen, Milwaukee's AA affiliates bullpen. The Pirates brought him in, they gave him another look as a starter, that's fine. That's fine. You know, it's kind of what you want to, whenever you bring in a new guy in. It's like, can he be a starter? Well, he's got starts in AAA to try to figure it out. And it's time I know he's only had a handful of starts in AAA because of last year's shutdown. And there was no minor league season. He ended up having a couple spot starts. But it really does feel like it's time for him to try to figure some of this stuff out at the major league level. So give him a couple starts in a row. Give him the time in between. Give him, afford him the opportunity that on a bullpen day, and he's thrown to Jacob Stallings, and he's like, hey, does this work? What do you think about this? That, there's a lot of value in that. That's where you can really grow as a player, especially as a young pitcher. And this is a group that's going to be dependent on their young pitching. And that's a big reason why they love Jacob Stallings, because he manages a pitching staff so well. Not just because, you know, he's hitting pretty well this year and because he was a Gold Glove nominee. No. The work that he does behind the scenes with the pitchers. Pirates love that about Jacob Stallings. And this isn't a slight on Christian Betancourt, Joe Hudson, anyone at Indianapolis' catching group at the moment. But Jacob Stallings is the major league catcher. And he should be building relationships with the guys who are going to be part of the 2022 pitching staff. It's a long season. Ponce will get looks. Yohure will, at some point, just claim his spot in the rotation, and that'll be it for the next five or six years. Until then, until then, it's just going to be these opportunities that the Pirates give where they give him a spot start, which is good, gives him a taste, might be time to start thinking about pushing it a little further, though. Thank you for listening to the podcast to be named later. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe. 
Get all your podcasts right here from DK Sports Radio. Going OG with the name there. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, we've we've got them on here. A lot of great stuff. Be sure to tune in Saturday where Jared Prugar and I, we talk prospects. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week. Mm -hmm.